Hey everyone, and welcome back to the multidimensional journey. This is your host, Ayahuasca Carr, and today we have a special guest, Lisanette Ruiz, and they will be talking about their time that they spent uh, in silent meditation for several days, and we'll be diving deep into what this experience was like for them. And so excited to get into it, but first we are going to hear from our sponsors. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yay. Okay, let's let's get started. So, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the multidimensional journey. This is your host, Ayahuasca Carr, and today we have an incredible guest, uh, Lisa Nett Ruiz, and they will be talking to us about their time, recent time in February, right? Yes. About when they went into silent meditation for 10 days. I'm so, I'm so excited to hear about it. Um, so how about like just a brief introduction for the audience, you know, say a little bit about who you are and all that good stuff. Sure. So I'm Lisa Nett. Um, what do I say? It's always really hard to kind of settle in <laughs> on something to say <laughs> about myself because I feel like I'm always doing something different, but um, I say that I'm an explorer, a seeker. I enjoy asking questions and just enjoying experience. And so that's kind of like the thing about me. Totally. That is the thing about you that I've known. (laughs) Just such a, um, you know, we haven't known each other that long, but you you really have had like a, a huge impact on like, giving me strength to fully express who I am. Um, Mm -hmm. Lisa, before we were all quarantined, (laughs) you know, we would run into each other at this local ecstatic dance event that I would sometimes see you at. And just, you know, teachers can be like, you know, far away, but kind of stick with us. So I feel like you've been um, really good at just, you know, setting a, a good model for somebody who's not afraid to kind of, you know, do some of the things you just said. So I really, I really admire you. And I haven't talked to you since you got back. (laughs) So yeah. How about just give people um, some insight into like, where did you go? Like, who was it through? And then we can actually, you know, dive into like what happened. Yeah. So it was through the California Vipassana Center. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to the location in North Fork. Yeah. So from Tucson, that's about a 14 hour drive if you do it straight yeah um and when did it start it started on the 19th um and we were there until march 2nd and and um i took my time going up it was actually my first road trip uh, by myself and so i was really looking forward to it yeah um i stopped in phoenix and hung out with a few friends and then stopped um, halfway um, through my trip in California um, and stood with a friend overnight and then um, started fresh the day that the course started on the road at like eight and got there at like 2.30. Yeah. And it was interesting because when I first got there, like on my way, like I had this entire like thing where I was like listening to music and just really enjoying like the experience of being in the car and like driving and like, you know, just the tension of like the road and the music and, you know, and so um, then I had this playlist that I kind of, um, and it had lyrics and whatnot. Then I put on this other playlist that had no lyrics and it was like, just like really melodic kind of house music. And it was like me kind of like ratcheting my energy down or or at least not ratcheting it down, but like, slowing it down you know um and then um the last two hours I did in silence and when I got there I was like so like ready to just drop in and just like be there and I was already in you know like from that moment and everybody's talking (laughs) there's so much talking everywhere and I'm just like oh my gosh I don't really, yeah. care. you know, and then immediately I already started. I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't feel like talking. Like, is it rude if I don't talk? Like, <laughs> should, I t- should, I, should I talk to people? Like, I don't know what to say. 
right. so, yeah, it was really interesting. And I like, you know, found a seat in the corner. You know, I have a few friends who have done this, who have done the course before on um, the 10 day. And, you know, everybody had like their little, like, you know, kind of like tip and trick and advice. And I remember one of them immediately was like, you know, the best seat in the house is like in the corner, <laughs> you know, where you're like facing yeah. the corner. And so yeah. I just like did that. I just like found a seat in the corner and just kind of like hung out. And then like, you know, it wasn't like feeling guarded or not open, you know, um, but just was like, okay, like I'm ready to just be in, in the stillness a little more deeply. And then somebody came up to me and she sat down next to me, this really nice person. And she started asking me questions. And I like found myself kind of like stuttering. And then I was like, okay, like, we're just gonna like allow this to happen. And we had a really great conversation. And yeah. at the end of the course, I was super grateful to, to have had that conversation because it served as a great like reference point for a check-in at the end of the course, you know? Right. Um, she kind of came in and checked in with me because we had a really like, really like, you know, deep conversation immediately. We only spoke for like five minutes, but we really got down to like some personal shit, you know? Right, right. And can I curse on here? Yeah, okay. you can totally curse on here, please. Okay. <laughs> and so, so yeah, so, um, so at the end, you know, she came up to me, she was like, hey, how'd that go? And it was like, I want to say it was like her second or her third course. And, you know, then we had a good conversation and it was just like, it was just really nice to like reflect back on that, you know, and see where I've, you know, I've, like the motions I've gone through and then like yeah. where I was at that place. So, right. yeah. So I guess that's the story of me getting mm -hmm. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kind of, I was like, I liked uh, that. I resonated with that. I feel like I would be very similar and like preparing myself before getting there. And then if I would have a similar experience, like, why are you talking to me right now? Like, can't you see I'm trying to like get into this? But yeah. that's, that's cool though. Like, um, so I've never done what you've done. I think the most I've ever sat in silence intentionally has been 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in those 30 minutes, like I've experienced um, like, ecstasy and bliss and especially in when I did it for the first few times I was like whoa this is actually more peaceful than I thought it was gonna be mm -hmm. but I guess my I was thinking about you and I was like oh I wonder what it was like I wonder like you know was there times where like shit came up and you're like whoa like didn't fucking know that about myself um or like you you know like if it was sensation focused or head focused or like did you just focus on your breath or was it a combination of things I'm I'm just so curious you know mm -hmm. I'm like I want to I'm like what happened <laughs> yeah totally so there's a couple of things that kind of popped up as you were talking um and you know my road to sort of getting to that point um had been this like multi-year exploration of like who I am as a person um, yeah. and really like unpacking, um, you know, all of these things that have been hidden from myself for, you know, forever or whatever. Um, yeah, and yeah. so when I got to this place of like sitting for a long time, it, it was more about body sensation. I, I was actually pretty surprised and, and, and like, you know, found myself remarking on that during the meditation, like when I was kind of attaching to things, um, you know, remarking on how I was like, wow, like, uh, you know, there's not a, a lot of drama going on internally with myself. Like I am very at peace with my being and who I right. am. And that was actually a really nice thing to feel, you know, so I was kind of attaching to that, um, you know, and so because I was there to actively, you know, sort of detach from that part of myself, like I was, you know, I gave myself permission to let that go and, you know, refocus on the body and what I was feeling and kind of, you know, sort of practicing the instructions that were given to us. Um, right. Yeah. And so I did find myself coming up against like feeling like my resources were taxed. Um, yeah. you know, like it felt like my brain was tired, you know, there were points where I was trying to do, so the Vipassana thing, the instructions we were given first were to focus on your upper lip, 
you know, like try to feel the sensation of the breath going in and out, not at the nostril, but on the upper lip. And so the idea is that you essentially sharpen like your awareness, you know, like, you know, and mechanically, you know, you're probably just like shifting networks, you know, to, um, to get to this place where, you know, your focus is sharp enough to be able to perceive that sensation. Yeah. And so then from there, you know, you start going through this process of scanning the body. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you're using that, that attentional focus that you've built up that sensitivity, you know, um, of feeling the breath on your upper lip, you bring that to like this active scan of your body, and you start at the top of your head. And then you kind of like start at the scalp, and you feel what's there, you know, and through this process of sensing what's there, you're also like releasing like any attachment to whatever it is that you're like conceptualizing about this sensation. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And so, yeah, so it's a very intensive process. Um, I feel, you know, that's what I felt, you know, and I really tried to stay with it a lot. Um, And towards the middle of the week, um, probably like the fifth or sixth day, I had to return back. So we on the fourth day is when we learned to do the body scan. We spent the first three days, three and a half days focusing on the upper lip. Um, wow. Wow. That's a, that's a lot of folks in one part. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah. And so the fourth and fifth day, like I really was like into it and getting it and it felt very familiar to me because my practice of, you know, kind of embodying my experience more has been to focus on the sensations of my body. Um, you know, to, to understand like what I'm feeling before I can re you know, before I I react, like I want to be responding, you know, instead of reacting. And so, so going into the Vipassana side of things, I was like, oh, this feels really familiar. However, the way that I practice this is just like a total body experience where I kind of hold it all in my attention. Right. And so this was kind of like a very, like, fractional, you know, like you narrow your focus beam, you know, and you're like doing this, like, I kind of envisioned it as like a, I don't know, like a two millimeter fucking beam, you know, that like, you were just like, you know, and so anyway, by the fifth or sixth day, um, I've started to feel like my, like (laughs) that two millimeter beam that I was talking about, was like going and I was like wow. well I could sit here and try to force it or I could just fucking breathe <laughs> so I went right back to like the upper lip area you know and just started focusing on that and okay so the other thing that I was experiencing was this wild soundtrack that I was like simultaneously impressed and embarrassed um they were just like songs that are going off in my head. And I'm just like, okay, like Post Malone. Right. You know? Um, <laughs> yeah. Love yeah, it. that was odd. And I was just with it. Like, I really didn't judge it. Or, you know, I understood, like, it's the music that I listen to, you know? So it's just kind of in my head, you know? But what was really odd right. is that there were songs being dug up, like, that I haven't listened to in... 10 15 years and didn't even remember like Aerosmith songs yeah it was so random so wow um, yeah and so the meditation itself um like I was experiencing a lot of pain in my hips um yeah yeah. just from sitting you know finding a way to sit was an ordeal so yeah what just curious like what were the instructions for sitting like you know, was it, were you guys expected to sit cross-legged, um, you know, straight up, maybe not so rigid, you know, maybe a little more relaxed or like, could you lay down if you wanted to or? So um, you could not lay down. Uh, okay. And there were, there were really no instructions as to how to sit. Um, but, you know, the only, I think the only instruction was that you don't point your feet out. So you can't sit with your feet sticking out. Um, you know, Mm -hmm. and if, so at the end of the night, there were, there were these Dharma talks that we watched on a video 
And yeah, during yeah. that period, you could kind of be a little more relaxed with your posture and your sitting and you could kind of like come off your mat a little bit, uh, but you still weren't allowed to point your feet at the instructors. Right. Um, yeah, and yeah. you also were still accept, uh, expected to like sit up, like you couldn't be reclining all the way back. Um, but as far as sitting for meditation, you could do that however you wanted, be, you know, besides all of those things that I just said. Um, so you could sit cross legs, you so, could sit like on your yeah. shins. Um, they provided um, a, all the pillows, you know, a lot of people brought yeah. their own things. Yeah. Um, but there were cushions and bean bags and mats and um you know they even had um which i had never seen before this retreat these like folding was these little folding tables seat things wow you yeah. kind of like it's for sitting on your shins you know um on oh, wow. top of them yeah, and then yeah. they, you put it under your butt and then your like calves go underneath the seat and so it kind of supports wow. you in that position i tried a bunch of different yeah. things like i initially requested a chair when I first got there, because you could yeah. also have a chair. And yeah. because leading up to the retreat, I actually went through this process of um, trying to understand like how I could support my body through an experience like that. Like I just didn't want to go in yeah. cold turkey and like freak out, you know? Right. right. <laughs> so I like, I did this like 30 day meditation um, right January yeah and at that point um up to that point like my meditation practice was very sporadic like all of my um experience with meditation was in like moving meditation so ecstatic dance like where we would meet yeah um yeah or just like you know presence like embodiment practices you know so like if I'm doing something being very you know in my experience but also kind of like you know, I don't know, maintaining awareness in a way. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Very delicate balance. Yeah. And um, so, so wait, where, where was I? I'm sorry. I got lost. <laughs> no, 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 no. You were, you were talking about like how you prepared for oh, this experience. Yeah. You didn't want to go in cold turkey. Exactly. And so through that process, I had figured out that sitting cross leg was very painful for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, so I basically was just like, I'm going to request a chair in the beginning and then just go from there. Cause you know, that's just what I did. So I did that. And the first night I was like, it was, the chair was super uncomfortable. Like it was one of those patio yeah. chairs where like it, the, the butt is like rounded. So like your back just like naturally rounds with the chair and I'm trying to like yes. sit straight up, you know? And at this point I had also through like my preparation practice, I had realized um, that I was having issues with restlessness. So when oh, wow. I would get deep into my practice, I would start to experience this like sensation in my body that I was, it, it, I just couldn't rest. Like the closest thing that I'd ever experienced to that is restless leg syndrome stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but I was experiencing it in my in my gut, like in my core and in my hips. And so, yeah. um, and it usually only happens when I'm like really deep. Right. And so this first night we had only meditated for 45 minutes and I, about 10 minutes in, I started to experience this restlessness and wow. yeah. So I'm sitting in this chair and I'm like, you know, Oh my gosh, we have half an hour left. Like I'm going to freak the fuck out, you know? And I'm just doing my best. And it's mm -hmm. like, you know, the, like the practice, there is just to <laughs> be with it in any way that you can you know? yeah, yeah, so like I was really like oh even just thinking about it I'm just like oh like sensing the tension and release of that experience like it was just breathing and like when it would get too intense like shifting you know just making micro shifts Yes. which would kind of like yeah, relieve yeah. it a little bit. But it's like once I would sink right back into the breathing, it would just be the crescendo again. And so, right. you know, I kind of was with that, whew, you know, until the meditation was over. And I was like, I cannot sit in a chair. This is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah. Or at least yeah. in this chair. So, you know, and so what also like, I saw the variety of ways that people were using these pillows and these mats to support themselves. So I decided, mm -hmm. you know what, I'm just going to try. Like I have 10 days here. I can fiddle with pillows for three days 
to figure this out. So I finally did figure out a position where um, I could sit for an hour straight. Actually, I, so there were a few times where I sat two and a half hours straight. And, um, and yeah, and I I experienced discomfort. And when I got up, it was an ordeal, you know? Um, But, you know, I, I didn't feel like I was doing any long-term damage. There was this one sit where I challenged myself. I don't know. I mean, I honestly don't know why I did it, you know? Um, But I, I got myself into a position that like felt comfortable but then like two minutes in, it started to, like, I started to have a lot of pain, like deep in my like right hip. And I was just like, you right. know what? Like, I'm just not going to move. Like, I'm going to stay with it. And I did the entire hour. And towards the end, the pain was so intense. I don't even know how to describe it. Uh, but wow. by then, like, they had already talked about this practice of, like, localizing the pain, you know? Like, if you start to feel pain, like, in- like you know, have an inquiry with it, you know? Is it sharp? Oh, is it yeah. Dabby? Sure. You know, is it radiating? Right. If it's radiating, how far is it radiating? And could you, you know, yeah. s- you know, kind of, like, feel into that radiation and all the way to the point of the pain? you know and so so right. I, I mean I think that's why because I was like actually in this like process of like playing with this fucking pain you know Absolutely. Um, yes, and yes. I would experience moments where like the pain would just kind of like blip out and then come right back you know um yeah. and so towards the end like I, I basically popped out of the position I was like fuck like you know and yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and I felt I felt tenderness in my hip for I don't know maybe like ten to twelve hours. Um, yeah, and and after that I was like, okay, Lisa Nett, like let's not do that again. <laughs> like we are a dancer, <laughs> right? Right, totally. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So that I'm like, I had so many questions earlier and I was like, I was trying to like, I'm like, you know, I, I was like wanting to, I was very eager. Um, but I'm glad I, I kind of, uh, was mindful and I got back to the moment, but I kept them in my mind. And so I was wondering like, so how many, would they chunk it out? Like you sit for three hours and then you get a break and then you sit for three more hours or was it like, you, Oh yeah. That was the other thing I was wondering. I'm like, did you guys get to eat or what? <laughs> What was, what was the schedule they like? They set us very well. Um, yeah. Um, so the schedule um, was the same every day. And so the um, first bell went off at uh, four o'clock in the morning. And, oh my god! And gosh. that was kind of like the wake up bell. Um, wow. And then the bell wow. went off again at 4.30 to signal the start of a meditation sit. And so from 4 30 to 6 30 um or i think it's from 4 30 to 6 i don't remember exactly that but that was kind of like the chunk you could meditate in the hall or you could meditate in your room um yeah and then um from like 6 or 6 30 until 7 30 then there was breakfast um yeah and then after and then after that um and so breakfast was usually like oatmeal and like a fig syrup um you could have like cereal there was like all different kinds of toast peanut butter apples bananas oranges um yeah so it was yeah. it was pretty tasty stuff and then coffee um they had the instant coffee that reminds me of like like when yeah. i'm in south america and all, and most people drink yes. like the uh, instant coffee uh and so that was yeah. really cool uh but I was, I was going to ask you about that if they let you drink caffeine. So that's, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah. They had yeah, all different kinds great. of teas. Um, and then, so then after breakfast, um, you had this like period of time and then the bell went off, um, I believe at 12 or hold on. I'm trying to remember here. No, after breakfast, we meditated in the hall, mandatory meditation from eight until nine. And wow, you can meditate, okay. and then that's when the instruction happened. And then from nine until okay. eleven thirty, um, you could uh, meditate in the hall, or you could meditate in your room. Uh, 
And so okay. that's usually when I would do like my longest sit. Cause I would sit from like eight until lunchtime, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And then um, lunch was from like 11 till sometime at noon. Then you had a break and then the next, um, then you could meditate from two thirty to um, three thirty on your own. And then um, either in the hall or in your bedroom. And then, um, then there was a group sit. Um, then there was a tea break. Um, the group sit was, I believe, like an hour or an hour and a half. Then we had a tea break. And then we had the hour sit for the evening. And then we had the one hour Dharma talk. And then after that, then we had another sit that was about half an hour to 45 minutes. Uh, and then yeah. um, the first nine nights, there were questions um, in the hall. Yes. And then lights out at 1030. And so I'm not sure that I got all the um, times accurate, but basically that was the breakdown. Sure. No, 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 no. I, I see. So you got, you guys could ask questions. So, yes. So there were um, teacher interviews. So like on the first yeah. day, like depending on how your intake went, um, you would either be sent to go talk to the teacher, you know, about clarifying something or whatever. Um, and yeah. then the other days you could sign up to talk to the teacher during the break after lunch. Um, and, yeah. and so basically you would just go and wait and you'd have like, I don't know, maybe like five minutes to talk to the teacher. Um, and I went, I went actually sure. to talk to the teacher <laughs> and I debated, I was like, should I? Because like the kind of question that I'm asking is just ridiculous. You know, like, but it was the only one wow, that came wow. up and I was like, well, I'm here. I might as well ask it, you know? Right. Totally. totally. <laughs> so so I, I had asked, I wow. we talked a little bit about like my embodiment practice and like how it's informing like the practice that I'm doing right now. And, you know, she was just like, just do your best yeah. to fucking like narrow your focus. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. And then my yeah, question yes. was, you know, cause they were, they were talking, you know, like basically teaching us about like all of the um, terminology and like the history and, you know, all of that. And so they were talking about like how, you know, the mind continues through it to exist through these, like these acts called sankaras, which is like resistance to, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? To, to not, not accepting what is like every time you resist, you create, you know? (laughs) I I was just like, so I said, I was like, you know what? I totally get that. Right. But like, where did the first one happen? (laughs) And then she looks at me, she's like, well, the Buddha says not to worry about that. You know, and I was like, that's a really convenient answer, you know, Um, but I'm and so obviously like that's like you know the question at the center of my inquiry um but uh yeah so you could talk to the teacher and um you could talk to the teacher about anything posture you know probably answerable questions yeah. you know yeah absolutely Okay. Okay. Cool. Because in my mind, you know, I was like, you don't talk at oh, all for like yeah. ten days straight. Like you, totally. you know, um, and reflective of my rigid mentality time well, in life. <laughs> yeah, you're expected to not so, talk at all. And I, and I suppose if you didn't go and talk to the teacher, that you, you know, could have that experience. But there were case managers that, like, you know, um, were yeah. around that if you needed something or help with something that you could talk to them. So, you know, there were a few yeah. times that I did interact with them about things, you know, so it wasn't completely, yeah. you know, um, you know, like where, yeah, like there was some verbalizing, um, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> it doesn't make it any less difficult. Oh, easier. Uh, right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and then oh, and I forgot to mention at the so, end of the night, you had, there was like a half hour period yes. where there were questions in the hall, yeah. and so basically you lined up to talk to wow. the teacher, and you know it's not like they were hosting a Dharma talk or anything, you know, um, but right, yeah, right. you could sit and listen to the teacher's discourse with the student if you wanted to. 
So yeah. 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 Nice. Okay. I was wondering, um, did you have any, like what's known as, uh, like a peak experience at all or like have, um, yeah. Like, did you have any really memorable experiences that were like eye opening? Um, how, however you want to word that obviously in, in your perception or your, experience. um, definitely not. Um, yeah, you know, I, it was, and I, you know, like, I mean, I've, I've heard about these things and, you know, I know that they happen. I've had those experiences on psychedelics and plant medicine. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. um, I didn't sure. have any experiences yeah, yeah. like that. And nor was I really expecting any or craving any either. Um, yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess I'm approaching this practice of meditation as like, you know, more of like a brain training, you know, like. Um, yes, yeah, yes. Because I feel like, I mean, the the path that 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 got me to meditation was like integrating this like profound experience I had on psychedelics, you know, and realizing that like, wow. you know, that you could achieve these experiences, you know, or at least like be able to download these insights through the practice, you know, of like focusing your mind, right? Because it's about being able to process, yes. you know, information in a way that it isn't restricted you know um so so yeah so for me like the the act of actually going to the retreat um and taking up you know this practice of meditation is really about yeah flexing my attention muscle you know and getting getting that getting a buff essentially (laughs) yes yeah no I'm so glad you brought up uh psychedelics and plant medicines um yeah because I've recently been getting into um more stillness, uh, more grounding. Um, Lisa Nett and I actually met through a psychedelic society. So, you know, I've had incredible, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I can re- resonate it with so much. I've also had like these incredible peak experiences and what I'm craving in mindfulness right now, I do the Calm app every day. And then I'm about to start a mindfulness, a 12 week mindfulness program in June. And, um, just like that inner stillness. And like you said, that attention and being able to, you know, be in that observer mindset more often um, and to integrate these. Cause you know, I mean, in my experience, there's one experience I had in, in February that with an ayahuasca experience that I'm still integrating because it was so profound. And, you know, for me, integration wasn't really an interest when I first started sitting with ayahuasca, which is like the main medicine that I've been sitting with at first, it was really just about like releasing all the trauma I've been through. And then once that, I felt like I had a handle on that. Then it was like, I started having these peak experiences and then I would go out into the quote unquote real world. And I would have like one foot in one foot out. I'd be like, how do I, you know, I would have these incredible profound um, enlightening experiences. And I just didn't know how to, how to combine the two. And I also have found mindfulness and breath work, um, to be two doorways into that world without having to actually engage in them. I don't know if you feel the same way, or, you know, I would love to hear more about what you think. About yeah. That. I think, um, meditation is like the OG way of like having those experiences, yeah. you know? <laughs> you know I like I'm so grateful that you know that I you know it, I I kind of like envision like the way that I've like arrived at the doorsteps of like wanting to meditate as like this red carpet unfolding and me just like yeah. popping out at the end like here I am okay (laughs) I mean I I resisted sitting meditation for so long you know and in fact like could be found on the record like speaking about sitting meditation as like you know some kind of like sick like you know like I don't know it just seems like an extreme thing you know like you know um but through like 
like I said, the integration of all of these things I've experienced, you know, or have been shown and experienced through psychedelics, you know, um, and, and, and the, you know, integrating of all of those pieces. Cause like, yeah, I, it was kind of like, you know, what you said, like when you had this experience, it was like, you were one foot in one foot out. And once I, you know, kind of understood what I understood, um, it was kind of like, Oh, <laughs> like, I can't do that anymore. Like I'm all in, you know, like, and that's yeah. when like, yeah. you know, the things in my life started to unravel in a way that revealed more about what I wanted to do. And, and so that, that base, that process is basically that red carpet I was talking about, you know, all of this sort of like knowledge that I like yeah. was acquiring through these experiences and sort of embodying more, like that's what brought me to dance. You know, my, my integration of these experiences have shown me that dance is, you know, such a profound thing, you know, um, and, you know, I've always been connected to dance, like, even when I was younger, you know, like, it was always a thing that was with me. So I I kind of be like, Oh, like, Lisa, you know, like, everybody knows, you know what I mean? But the thing is that they don't know that they know, you know. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, yeah, dance is, um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, that's like my favorite thing. And even, you know, like without like not having like the dance community right now, um, it's been really hard. Um, but I'm really, um, I'm really just so grateful to the people that are so committed to the experience of dancing as a sacred practice who offer classes like online, you know, and sometimes free, you know, by donation only. And so I try to attend as many as I can, you know, um, to keep that going, but you know, that, so that like, you know, you know, looking at sitting practice from a place of holding dance so sacred as a meditation for myself, it was like, who the hell wants to sit? but yeah yeah, my work you know through the psychedelics and 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 sort of like self-inquiry I was just like oh oh now I get why sit and it's not really about the sit it's about the stillness that you get from sitting um and so at least that's how I feel about it you know I'm not any statements for anyone but myself um but yeah that's like you know, how that I, did I answer your question? (laughs) You did, you did. Um, You know, I think we talked about peak experiences and then it led it, it led us into this plant medicine conversation, which I'm so thrilled about because I just, you know, um, it's been, it's been a large part of my own journey. And I know for, you know, I've noticed with a lot of Westerners, it's a part of their journey too, like really understanding because we're, we're up against like, you know, barriers that, for example, like, you know, the medicine originates in, in Peru and the Amazon. And so their integrations way different, you know, it's, it's, I mean, I can't really find the best words for it, but I would imagine it's more smooth because the infrastructure is built for it. So here in the West, like we're, we have a lot of distraction and not the healthiest ways And so finding ways, you know, to take, you know, to empower ourselves with tools and yeah, really finding like other ways to bring those resources that we've learned in plant medicine experiences um, and bring them out in meditation and dance and that sort of thing. So I'm just, I'm really thrilled that, you know, we got a chance to just organically talk about it because it's one of the things that. I, I teach about, but I'm learning every day about, you know, it's like, I'll have an experience and be like, whoa, like, how can, you know, how can I, like you said, embody this more, which I think that's really what it, it's all about, like, whatever is internal reflects external. And so however more I can understand my internal world and feel, I don't want to say control, um, but observe and respond, like you said earlier. It's like, it's, it's a different, you just have a different experience. Life opens totally. up a lot more. I definitely agree with all of that. <laughs> yeah. So I was, and I have another thing. I've been writing little notes as we've been talking and I was curious, like, you know, when you got done with the whole thing uh-huh. and you hopped in your car and like you drove back home, I was wondering like, if you felt really liberated, like if you felt like, like, 
like something like did you did you feel something about like showing up for yourself and completing something or was it just like an everyday experience Mm -hmm. I think I mean when I got into my car I was trying to hold on to the expansiveness of Mm -hmm. you know like like how expanded I felt you know so it was just really just trying to sort of like really smell the air and feel you know the wind and like see the trees because I mean this place was such a beautiful place like it was yeah it was you know so um but it you know I didn't really feel you know any um huge you know kind of overtures of anything in my body um, or in my mind, it was just really like this. I think the big question for me was like, well, do I play some music now? You know, kind of thing. Um, and yeah. I chose not to. Um, and yeah. And so, and you know, it's, it, I was like driving down the road and there was this um, van on the side of the road with a blown out tire. And they were like trying to get people to yeah. stop and I had pulled over and she, she was at the retreat wow. and yeah. And she said that she'd been wow. standing by the road trying to wave people down for like 20 minutes and like, and nobody stopped. Wow. And so I had left like early, um, you know, people were going to stay to do a bunch of things. And I had just decided since I had such a drive home that I just wanted to hit it early. Um, you know, and, um, so I did that and I was, I was like, Oh, like, I'm so glad that I left early, you know, and like could be this person. And so, you know, after that experience, um, you know, then it was kind of like, Oh, well, I guess we're back to the real world, you know, like we're dealing with blown out tires and, you know, and like, you know, all these things. And so, you know, I just kind of like, so instead of music, I just decided to listen to podcasts you know, kind of feed myself information, um, from people who I enjoy, like the thoughts that they share. Uh, so, so yeah, wow. I, that's what I did the whole way. I listened to like 14 hours of podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting that you said that because yeah, like I, I feel that experience oftentimes with, with plant medicine experiences, it's like you have these experiences. And then, like you said, like, integration shows up at your door like that and like that's where like I would imagine that like you felt like your practice being utilized in real life in that moment totally yeah oh man and you know um, interesting I was Um, to tie to um bring the plant medicine back in with the meditation so like right after I had gone back from um the 10-day course like two a week and a half later I had left for a week-long um service to ayahuasca and I had the privilege of sitting one night and it like like going into it like I knew that I was gonna sit a night you know um so I kind of was like okay like I really want to do my best to kind of like maintain this like you know kind of flow and not get caught up in like whatever frenzy um, you know, was happening and right. the frenzy really wasn't happening yet. Like things were so relatively calm in the air as far as the pandemic goes. Um, but the mm-hmm. frenzy that I was like referring to was yeah. like my personal life because <laughs> I had just been calm for like two fucking weeks. Right, right, right. And so, um, so then, yeah. um, so I was able to maintain that and going into service, like is just such a beautiful, like natural place for me to be and exist. Like, you know, um, and the people yeah. that I was there with, I just love so deeply that it was just so, it was just an amazing experience. And so the night that I got to sit, I felt so like centered and prepared to like sit with this. And like, I, up to that point, I have probably sat with ayahuasca, like, let's see, one, two, three, six times by that point. And this time was so different than every other time I had ever done it. It was like, like the last few times it was like resistance times a million. Like 
And this experience wow. was like, there was just like, I mean, what comes to mind is like, there was just like an allowance there that was just like, it was like, it was like the roads were like greased, <laughs> you know, like for this energy to be like coming up and through and out and in and up and through and out and in, you know, it's just like, it was, it was so beautiful, you know, um, and it was hard, you know, and like, I was aware of how hard that is to stay upright in a storm, you know, is what it felt like. Um, but I just felt, it just felt so much more effortless to do that. Um, and I credit that completely to like the work that I had done, you know, like over the last three weeks of like, you know, really hardcore introspective sitting, feeling not even like introspective. There was, you know, like to me, like the magic is like the feeling without the conceptualization of the feeling, you know? And so I think that that was really the integral part of like this, that experience with ayahuasca, just like allowing, allowing her to sort of like, you know, do just like a, I don't know. There was just like a movement. Like I want to call it a cleansing, you know, every time I sit with her, it feels like a cleansing, whether I want it or not, yeah, you know, absolutely. and I'll be like, I want it. Cause I keep right. coming back, absolutely. you know, um, you right. know, and I, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't have the typical experience with grandmother that other people do. Like, it's not visual. Like I don't have visual, you know, like, I just, it's yeah. more of a body experience. And I know, I know that what she is doing to me is sort of awakening parts of me that have been dormant and I'm allowing that, you know, I want that. So, so yes. yeah, the connection was way, way more profound after having practiced very deeply, you know? Um, so yeah. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much for yeah, sharing so about your ayahuasca experience. Um, we, we <laughs> might have another <laughs> podcast just for that um so I kind of was wondering like so like say someone's listening out there and whether they're dealing like with trauma or integration these are two of like my main things that I'm into um, or just someone who wants to get into like mindfulness or meditation like being a person who's been on this journey with, with it, like what would be like your top two tips? Um, my top two tips. Well, the first one is get curious, you know, um, if you're doing something, you know, say like you're washing the dishes, like get curious about how the bubbles move, yeah. get curious about how the bubbles feel in your hands. Like what do the dishes feel like? What does the water feel like? You know, like what, what do your hands feel like when they're wet? What do your hands feel like when they're, you know, like get curious about your everyday experience, you know, um, that's, that was my gateway. And that's what actually made the practice of presence feel more effortless, you know, um, is just getting, getting curious. And then I would say, let's see, what's the second, huh? I would say move your body move your body, you yes. know, like th- those are, you know, and you can apply the get curious to the moving your body, you know, like, what does my body feel like when I move like this? What does my body feel like when I move like that? You know, like, what if I bend down? What if I flex my toe? You know, like, what is this pain? You know, like, I would say just, you know, yeah, get curious and move your body. Like those are very foundational things to a strong presence practice. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, um, you want to, you want to advertise anything like services or Uh, anything like that? I, um, have a pretty low key, um, sort of like facilitation, um, integration practice. Um, and yeah, I work with people who are working with plant medicine. Um, you know, so they're, you know, they kind of are ingesting themselves and I support them through the process of understanding, um, you know, um, not understanding, but like kind of supporting them in the process of understanding. Um, so, so yeah, so I do that, you know, um, and I call it low key because right now I'm like hardcore focusing on trying to get into grad school. (laughs) 
So, um, so I have a few clients, you know, but I'm always down to talk to people who are serious about the journey and the process. Like, you know, I, I love to share information and I love to learn information. Like I, I practice from this place of everyone is a teacher. Everyone is a student. And so, so yeah, I'm also down to just like, I do, um, I host a monthly psychedelic integration circle. Uh, it's, uh, every second Saturday of the month. And so, yeah, I invite people to come and join us, you know, as I learn more about, you know, what I am offering, um, and how I integrate, like those circles are evolving. The next circle is going to involve a little movement. (laughs) So for people who are curious about movement and haven't really ever danced or identify as people who don't like Mm -hmm. dancing, um, but are interested in getting serious about yes. like, you know, becoming a little more aware and awake and present. Um, I would say come to the circle. Don't miss it. Cause it'll be, yes. it'll be fun. Yes. And then I can um, put the links for that below in the podcast. Um, so like an email. Yeah. Or so my a, website, a website is um, strategic intuition consulting.com. And um, my email address is my first name, period, my last name at gmail.com. So lisanet.ruiz at gmail. Awesome. Okay, I'll be sure to include those links below as well. Um, So yeah, just a ton of gratitude for you taking us through your experience and sharing um, some some vulnerable moments and of course the ayahuasca experience and everything in between. Um, super super appreciative of you. Um, anything else you want to leave the um, audience with before we end? I don't know. I want to say thank you, um, Aya, for inviting me. <laughs> you know, um, to oh, chat with you. Sure. This is great. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting to know you more. Yeah. And I guess to the people who are listening, like. I hope you're having a great day. (laughs) And if you're not, like, that's okay, too. Thank you so much. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) I love it. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. have so much gratitude for you being on here. And uh, to the audience, um, this has been the multi-dimensional journey with Ayahuasca Carr and uh, Lisa Net Reese as our guest. And as always, mm-hmm. remember.